This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool too. Good day to everyone. How do you do, <laughs> internets? <laughs> fucking Walter Cronkite. Now you're fucking ragging on about that. The fucking kid can't win now. That's it. Hey. That's you know, hey. Bullshit. Hey. You know what you can do with these sweet studio headphones? If you throw them on the table, they still work. Yeah. I told you. Shouldn't throw shit that we get sent to us anyway, you prick. I'll get a new pair. Don't worry about it. Have we got that out of our system now? Probably. <laughs> go ahead. You need me to go back to your house, rub one out? No. Did that on the way to pick you up. That's why that seat was sticky. <laughs> How's everyone's week? Oh, my week kind of sucks. Well, I don't care about your week. I was asking Seth. Somebody hit my fucking mailbox. <laughs> I think you kind of have to tell that story because that was good. Want me to? Yeah. Right. Fuck it. So, at the time of recording uh, the previous week, so actually, I think it was when our episode dropped last Wednesday, I was playing with my kid and I heard this loud thunk, like, punk. I'm like, what the hell was that? So, I thought it was my neighbor because he, across the street, does uh, logging. Cuts down, you know, wood down for fireplaces and whatnot. And aren't they still working on that house too? No, they're oh, all okay. pretty much all done with that. It's uh, he has this big old heavy front loader and he's dropping wood in there. So most of the time I hear weird sounds, it's him. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. So I heard this, like I said, I heard this loud thunk, and I'm like, what the hell was that? I go running outside, thought, thought something hit my house or whatever. Because I have a birch tree, a couple birch trees out front of my house, and then when the branches fall, they hit things, make weird noises don't see anything it's really quiet and i see this red car going north on my road and it's like he's swerving I'm like that doesn't make any sense whatever turn around to walk back towards my driveway and all of a sudden i'm like something's missing here son of a bitch my mailbox got taken out literally it was like no joke if you're coming like i said heading north on my road you can see on my lawn where they crossed over onto my lawn how they missed a giant rocks are in my front yard because i'm one of those people Came through, nailed my mailbox, and clipped that motherfucker and kept going. So wow. now I'm on the hunt for a red car that is early 2000s, late 90s, has a scratch that goes the whole length of the passenger side, and missing paint. Red paint. Don't text and drive, kids. Fire into red. No, I don't think this was texting and driving. This person was swerving all over the place. Early morning drunk? Probably, or fucking high now, because that's legal that's true, in the yeah. state. 
Hmm, so yeah, uh, I was going to do it a couple days and it started raining and finally got a day where it's clear today. 47 minutes later, boom, how to cut a piece of four by four pressure treated mount that fucker done you didn't even have to fight the mailman to put it up and the worst part is all the people who i've told about this are like oh i'm gonna come by and hit it later i'm like you sons of bitches i'll fucking kill you i won't <laughs> i won't say that at all never no i'm like if you want to hit it that's fine Mm-mm. i'm cool with it just don't fucking hit it and drive off just at least like fuck you motherfucker no at least like oh okay so, so yeah, that was that's all I had to deal with. Damn, and I paid some more miniatures. How was your week? My week sucked. I Fuck worked you, all week. Kevin. No it one was cares. garbage. <laughs> the end. There, I told you. What's that? Oh, sorry, I, I didn't it, hear you. I said it sucked. I worked all week. It was garbage. The end. Okay, yeah. thank you. I'm sorry. I was insensitive, you know, before. Which is weird because you're usually overly sensitive. What? I don't what? know. <laughs> I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah. So, and mine was just. Peachy. Nobody cares, remember? Uh, I We've already no, no. covered this. Oh. That's true. Nobody does care. Because <laughs> I got a lot of fuck yous from everyone, yeah, which, I, which I absolutely that. love. Thank you. I was going to ask that about like how many of our sweet, awesome listeners actually sent you a fuck you or an Five asshole. Five or six. Any buttholes? <laughs> no, no buttholes. No, no I'm, disappoint- I'm disappointed in them, actually. Come on, fan. Come on guys. Send them a good old I did, I did try to send them a dick pic. It didn't go through, though. Send them a butt tulip. I would have erased it. Speaking of miniatures, though, I wanted to give like a quick update with. Uh, Wait, you stopped it, didn't you? No, God, no! I kept it recording. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you just um, because it's easier to just to fuck it and you know. Oh. But speaking of miniatures, I wanted to do a quick update with our video from last week with the headphones. Yeah, I tested out the Nevas. Those things are fucking sweet. They are kick ass. They are the best earbuds I've ever used. I've been nice. using these things nonstop. The only problem I have with them is the Bluetooth doesn't reach as far as I want because I like to leave my phone in a central location and then walk across my house and up to my second floor. <laughs> Motherfuckers won't work the entire distance. They work a little bit. It's like 30 feet, right? So I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. My house is much bigger than that. I'm like, do, 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 do. these fucking things will work. My wife's like, you idiot. They work in a central location. Like if you're near your phone, the Bluetooth will work. So doesn't yeah. matter. I'm still mad. But what these things that we're talking about are Studio Sweden headphones. Yeah, damn. That's what right. we were talking about for both of them. Were Studio? Yeah, but headphones we didn't. We didn't. In earbuds. We didn't cover that at first. We we're just talking about earbuds and headphones. But they're at Studio Sweden, so we yeah. should let people know because they, you know. And if you folks want sponsor. a pair, <laughs> just go to studio.com and check them out. Mm-hmm. And then at checkout, put in the. Promo code of Dark Windows 15. Take yep. a look at the Regents because that's what we use and they're fantastic. Yeah. I didn't believe it, but after I got rid of my skull candies and went to the Regents, they're fantastic. Or, I, I think if I were to upgrade again, if I were to go any further up, I would go with the Clark because those things look fucking awesome. I love that name. They, they're they essentially the same deal. They just have a bigger uh, ear cone, I guess you'd call it, whatever. So it actually goes over your ear ears. Move. But yeah, they're more, they're more, pretty kick ass. More of a noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually have noise cancellation on yeah. them. Hey, I mean, you want to know how I cancel noise really well? How? Going in my office and painting miniatures and oh, slamming the door. Shit. What do you give me some love? And what do you use to paint your miniatures on? What do you use to slam the door? Paint brushes. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw paint brushes at them. Paint brushes and paints. And then when I'm like, oh crap, I can't hang on to this stupid miniature. I use a hobby holder! And where you can get that is at GameEnvy.net, home of GameEnvy Creations. And when you go there and you're like, hey, 
this is a pretty sweet tool. I want one of these. And then you're like, hmm, they come in multiple different colors. You know what that means? I'm going to mix and match. Dude, I wish there was a code that I could use to save some money. But guess what? Bruh and sisters, sisters, brothers yeah. and sisters. Let's do with that. Sure. You can put in the sweet promo code of Broadstone at checkout. Save yourselves two dollars off each of them sons of bitches why because that's what i do i like you sons of bitches oh man i'm all feisty got that coffee up in my system gonna get hyper been painting miniatures and just huffing paint nonstop. don't, don't take this the wrong way but when you did the brothers and sisters thing you totally went like a little like james brown on it like uh blues brothers oh. and it was fucking awesome dude i'm not taking any <laughs> nope nope i was thinking I take- dusty roads He's I take and You gotta get yourself a hobbit holder, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be next week's. That's the road. But uh, yeah, so you head over to GameMV.net. You pick out the hobby holder. It's a base and handle. It's a two-part little cool little tool. Put in that promo code Broadstone at checkout, and you'll save yourself two dollars off each hobby holder. That means if you buy in two, two dollars off each of those things. Sweet. So if you're gonna paint your space marines, you get yourself a hobby holder. God damn. Son of a son of a plumber. <laughs> I was the son of a construction artist. Hard times, daddy. <laughs> so on that note. On that note. Let's, let's start talking about. Speaking about, about Dusty Roads, let's talk about some curse shit. Yeah, because of the curse of the polka dots. Yeah, that's right. Because I actually content. brought notes. And when you know when I bring notes, I'm meaning to talk about some you shit. You guys are in fucking trouble. He has a you notebook. You are talking <laughs> shit. I'm talking some shit. shit about something that actually is kind of creepy and crazy so, to me who wants to go first i me, will you just just as a heads up for the listeners here this is the second time since seth has been on the show that he brought a notebook with him and i'm kind of i'm like a little terrified <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of squiggles because last time and... it was last time it was dorothea puente so i'm kind of curious like what did that he actually find brought now? a computer this time legit the last time i brought one of these was alvin york oh and that had like in the so okay backstory when Third i time. take notes <laughs> I literally start, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. And I do, like, little pieces. I'm that kind of crazy person. You look like you're tracking a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah, that has it on the wall that, like, little little strings here, little strings, wiggle squiggles, and that, like, words you don't really know what they mean, but they're on there because they look cool. Who is Pepe Sylvia? Like, ostentatious. I have no idea what it is, but I know what the word looks like. Bravo. Bravo. You are joining the club. Oh, no, dude. This is is how I pass college, is literally just being weird and writing. And mushrooms. <laughs> and copious amounts of weed, alcohol, and knowing how to talk my way out of a lot of bullshit. But to be fair, it's only one note page. Anyway, so what are you covering? So I am covering the curse of the Utsi Iceman. Utsi Iceman. Yeah. So I'm gonna give a little backstory, and then I'm gonna discuss the uh, the deaths that are surrounded by the curse, Sweet. quote curse. So. Starts off as an unknown man was born in 3345 BCE in a small village in Italy. That's an old fuck. Yeah. (laughs) He's believed to have died in 3300 BCE. So he's roughly about 45. The cause of death is believed to be an apparent arrow wound in his shoulder lodged near his lung. I was so hoping you were going to say in the knee. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, thus causing him to bleed out. Now, we're going to fast forward to September 1991 when two German tourists were hiking in the East Ridge of Fenitzbitz Ortizal Alps. It's near the Austrian and Italian border. 
The two uh, backpackers are Helmet and Erica Simon. While exploring the path, they came upon a body who they felt or believed was a fellow mountaineer. So they walked over and realized, oh no, this person's been here for a long time. So obviously they reached out to uh, the military uh, installation that was on the mountain. So if anybody got lost, yeah, they were kind of like a rescue crew. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, it took the body over two days of like trying to get out with drills and trying to remove the body in one whole piece rather than just cutting it out and tearing it apart. Is this the Iceman? Yeah, that's why I said Iceman in the beginning. No, no I'm just, I didn't know. His, I didn't know the first name. I just thought it was like a, the, the Iceman that they found. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So, okay, sorry. Um, they tried removing to the the body by uh, with no avail. However, on September second, the body was officially removed, and on September twenty fourth, the body was dated to being over four thousand years old. Dang. Yeah, wow. this actually yeah. Uh, gave him the uh, the moniker of known or the. The name of being known... Or, fucking A. <laughs> Woo-wee. Uh, this gave him the award of being the oldest found mummy in existence. Um, the reason why they knew how old he was was uh, due to the tools and other objects that were surrounding the body. Such as a flint knife, a very well copper made axe, a fire kit, a scraper, a drill. Uh, which is actually really kind of funny. Or not funny, but interesting. Was an ember bundle. That was wrapped in mm-hmm. uh, maple leaves, a, a longbow, and 14 arrows. Now, when they uh, started researching the body, they found that there was grass-woven clothing, multiple of different animal hides, including deer and other animals in the surrounding area, and bearskin soles. Now, the arrow I was talking about, this is where it was kind of interesting because the way the body was positioned looked like... He was laying on his stomach trying to remove the arrow. So the shaft was removed. However, he couldn't get the uh, the arrowhead out. So he's laying on his stomach tr- working on trying to get it out. And due to the blood loss and being up in the extreme temperatures, he ended up just passing away. Now, did he was he shot from behind or from the front? Um, I couldn't really tell. There's reports that he was from behind. However, the way the body looks, his uh, I think it was his left arm was completely crossed his body. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really tell, because I don't really know, hmm. to be honest with you. Okay. I want to huh. give this its own full episode, because there's more information on him and the people that did yeah. the research on him. Yeah, I remember when they when they found him. Yeah, I remember Because you're old as shit. Well, we oh. all should remember that. Dude, I don't remember anything I was, last uh, week. I would have been four, so probably not. I was born in 1984, so I don't remember anything, because I don't do maths. When when did they were, he was found in when? Uh, 91. Okay, well... You do the math. I'm not doing it. Fuck that. This is not was, a math podcast. I was 11. So, with that being said... Um, it's not a math podcast. I fucking <laughs> hope not, because I would hate that. I wouldn't even want to listen to it. <laughs> I would need everybody's toes. So, with that being said, uh, after re- looking over the body, they found out that he was roughly uh, 5 feet, 5 inches tall, and 110 pounds. What was also pretty tall. really fascinating is when they did the research on the body and investigated the actual clothing... They found that, specifically on the knife and his clothing, there was multiple different sources of blood. Not animal, but human blood. So they had a feeling that this guy may have been a warrior class or might have gotten into a scuffle with somebody. That's how he got shot. Right. Because all the points or all the the evidence was pointing towards he was in some sort of a fight. Hmm. 
So, and then he went up to the mountains to get away, try to heal himself, and ended up just bleeding out. Now, with the possible curse, it's some believe it's real, some believe it don't, it isn't real due to the, the whole curse of the pharaohs thing that right. swept yeah, over with yeah. King Tut. Yeah, yeah. However, there are roughly seven bodies that are tied to this curse. Holy shit! Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Um, wow. So I'm gonna go over those. So with the seven bodies that are tied to this quote-unquote curse uh the first is a forensic pathologist na- uh named renier hen he died in a uh, mysterious car crash uh he was the first person to handle the body so once they excavated it out of the ice he was the very first person to touch it mm-hmm. investigate it look at it the second was kurt fritz who was killed in a freak avalanche and this is the reason why they call it a freak one is because he was with a group of other mountaineers and explorers up there just investigating the area only one hit by the avalanche. Oh, I thought it was a freak one. No it was shit. On... Like, no, seriously. Like, he's with a whole group of people, piled with a group of people, but he was the only one that got taken <laughs> out and buried crazy. under, like, six feet of snow. Holy fuck. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was going to be, like, a freak avalanche. Like, he got killed by one in Kansas, and you're just like, there's no mountains. Yeah. Fucking and... avalanche just out of the sky, just... <laughs> yeah, that's what it, they, everyone, from all the reports I could tell was, like, since he was one of the ones that helped uh, excavate the body... And then when he went back up to do more investigation, he was the only one taken out. Everyone else was fine. No That's injuries, crazy. no nothing. Wow. The third was an American filmmaker. Could not find the name, even though searched high and low for it. He was filming the entire process from when they found out he was over there throughout the whole process. Sadly, he died to a uh, to a sudden brain tumor. Oh, Jesus Christ. And no word has been said on whether or not the actual film is being released or has been released i can't find anything on him fourth was mr helmet himself uh went missing on a hike while in austria and then his body was found sometime after after falling 300 feet off of a sharp ledge due to a freak blizzard that swept him off the ledge oh fuck and this man <laughs> and then they knew it was kind of weird because this man knew hiking mountaineering he was like in his mid-60s this is all he's ever done yeah he lives in the mountains I was going to say, he if, if he was like an experienced mountaineer, like you said he was, it's like, that's kind of not something that somebody's like, ah, whatever. So he, he, he died, Helmet died after yeah, the fact? Yeah, this is literally the order of all the deaths. Okay, because I almost, I, at first I would have been like, I was almost going to say, okay, so it's not really so much the fact of, it's not of, going in of order. the body, of the body, it's it, it's more like who's connected. the place. Exactly. You know? So this is where it gets really interesting. Uh, the next one, the fifth bot, uh, individual that was victim of the curse, it is Diener, Dieter Warnick. Now, this man is the leader of the mountain search party that went looking for Helmet and also was a part of the search party and the people trying to get the body out, the original uh, Utsi, out of the ice. He died a few hours after Helmet's funeral due to a heart attack. Jesus. Like, literally shit. a sudden heart attack. And they, it was completely baffling because this man was a picture of health. Like, he was really good shape. Wow. Holy crap, yeah. man. Um, the next is Conrad Spinder, who was one of the first scientists to actually officially examine the body from top to bottom. And he died due to random complications uh, from multiple sclerosis. Now my, he had multiple sclerosis. He was everything was in check, and then randomly something bam. just flared up, and he just and there was no fighting dead. it. It was like uh, gone. Wow. <laughs> now the last one, the seventh individual taken by this quote unquote curse, has to be 
a kind of a badass before he went because he mm. gave me one of my favorite quotes. This man is an American molecular archaeologist, Tom Leroy. He was the individual who was instrumental in finding all the key information about the Iceman. That means about the blood on the clothing. Mm-hmm. He knew about the blood on the weaponry, that it was all the humans. Mm-hmm. He pretty much was able to take every little piece, investigate it, go down to the molecular level, and figure out and how to date it. Hmm. <sighs> this poor feller. <laughs> um, after not feeling well, he went to the doctors, found out he was diagnosed with a rare hereditary blood condition. Uh, shortly after his initial involvement with the case. So as soon as he started working on a thing and tearing, like, not tearing, but working on the body, mm-hmm. that's when he wasn't feeling well, went and got checked out, and all of a sudden he had this rare, you know, hereditary blood disease that his family didn't even know was even still prevalent because it skipped multiple generations. Now, the reason why this guy is kind of a badass and why I wanted to go first is because he kind of sets the tone to everything. <laughs> Is that before his death, when people were talking about the curse and everything else, he didn't believe in superstitions, didn't believe in any of this curse stuff. He's like, things happen. I don't care. And like, no, we're really sorry. His last words he told to his family, friends, and colleagues, meh, people die. (laughs) And literally, that was like, wow. Like, everyone else is starting. And the reason why I say quote, unquote, curse specifically with this one is... Over hundreds of people have handled and researched and worked on this body to do more research. Right. However, it seems like, from what I could tell, it's all of the first of everyone's oh, the first okay, of so- doing something. So you have the forensic pathologist was one of the first to actually handle the body. You have Kurt Fritz was one of the first ones up there to work yep. on excavating the body. You have the American filmmaker who was the first one to film everything what's going on. You have Helmet who was the first to find him. You have Dieter who was one of the first people of the Mountaineer crew to go either looking for Helmet when he went missing, but mainly also went and helped out with excavating. He was one of the main people. You have Conrad who's one of the first scientists to actually officially research and <laughs> investigate the body. And then you have Tom Leroy who was the first one to literally take pieces of everything. And do research on it. Dude, that's fucking wild. Like that it's actually, crazy. That actually sounds more like a curse than the Pharaoh shit. Because the Pharaoh's curse was just like bacteria and stuff. This one, who the fuck knows? Because when, when you said the blood thing, my first thought was, well, maybe he had a little cut and he got some yeah. kind of a blood infection from the blood on it because it's so old. Well, and that's But the then you're is- like, it's hereditary. And it's like, yeah, you don't. You don't just fucking, you know. Because it was dated in his family lineage. It just it's was very dormant. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing of like, okay, well, a lot of this is coincidence or whatever, because you see a lot of the stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, a lot of these are the first of everything. Yeah. It's like that first generation of people that, that handled it and stuff, just all dead now. Yeah. And nothing's ever said about anybody else. But then again, it kind of has gone quiet now since everyone's kind of pushed it off the side. So a lot of the superstition around it is that he's angry. He went up there and that he was upset that he died because he was a warlord or he was a chieftain and he was sacrificed due to like the, the times then. Mm-hmm. But it was just interesting to be like, holy crap, everyone that was the first to deal with anything with this subsequently passed away to a random, seemingly random occurrence. That's crazy. That's why I wanted to set the tone <laughs> off of this because yeah. it was like, can I be number two? Jenkins, go get him. You're number one. Yeah, I mean, you're the best. All but the last one. I mean, the last one I would have said, like, well, 
I mean, it, it, in his own words, it'd be like, well, you know, as he said, people he, just die. Well, well, that's because he, he wouldn't. I probably wouldn't believe it. And it, you know, like, wouldn't probably would have believed himself that it was caused by him being there for the Iceman. He would have been like, well, eh, it's probably gonna happen sooner or later. Guess it just happened, you know, coincidentally around me finding this, you and know? Th- exactly, because he seems like he would have been the most scientific-minded of them. Well, yeah, because... Because he it, was an actual scientist. Well, the guys you can't were like, be too scientific when you're fucking flying off a mountain because no, a no, freak no, avalanche just goes... <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying is, like, he would have had the most scientific mind about it just going, this isn't a curse. This is... I'm sick. You know, the rest of these people well, are just like, yeah. well, this motherfucker got hit by... Uh, a snow train out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Randy Orton snow train straight <laughs> out of nowhere. But yeah, I, it's so funny. Like when you said he was the only one that got hit. I could just picture like six people at the bottom of the hill, the avalanche coming down and they're just kind of like scattered out. And it's coming at him and it just goes, whoop, and just funnels, hits him and then sprints. It, it, it back feels out. like it's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> like one of those things like in a cartoon is like, oh, it just aimed for him. And everything I read, it said that he legit was the only person that got hit by the snow Everyone else is fine, and he was in with a group of people. That's ridiculous. It's, and it could also be sense. word of mouth, and you know, adding more to the curse. But this yeah. is what I could find. There's more, some more information. I would like to do more research on this, specifically on the body itself, yeah, and absolutely. more about him because it was fascinating that they were able to carbon date him so far back. Mm-hmm. And there was way more information. And I actually want to do more research on these people, like maybe yeah, find. I- the, the filmmakers see who it is Dude, and see if his information I, I can, his video was released I can see this one begin, becoming its own episode later on down yeah. the road absolutely same thing with my my second one it's I'm excited yeah because I think that if I remember right did I I almost remember just stuff like coming out you know talking about I thought that they they had figured out and possibly with him that he actually had died previous to the ice age hitting or something and then it hit and then it kind of like it, it, his body got yeah, preserved or something because of the ice age. I, I don't, I don't, I think that was it. I'm not quite sure. I don't, you know, I thought that it was my recollection. Some, somebody that listens will, of, will tell us on Facebook though. Cause they'll go, Oh no, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Cause oh. I just remember, I, I remember thinking because of the ice age of him, like the permafrost and all that good stuff. Cause you find like, sometimes they find woolly mammoths. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, per- permanently like, you know, whatever. Oh no! Is he look like human beef jerky? Yeah, yeah. And I want, like I said, I wanted to do more research, but I knew we all had multiple things to cover. So I was like, I'm gonna let this be right here. This is a little amuse bouche, food reference if you get it. But uh, like a brief taster of everything, so that way later on I can do a full in depth like research paper on this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> seeing how everything happened and how a lot of people are like, no, it's not a curse, and all of a sudden something happens. Like, okay. And I, I almost oh. wonder, like, along with that one, is if, because uh, there, what was it, uh, Stonehenge, there is, uh, they found a body there. Oh, they of, found a bunch of bodies there. That's the Hellfire Club. No, 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 it was, this was a guy that was buried, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it was sometime before him, or, like, way, or it was after him. But it was like he was he was buried. It was like there. thousands. He was buried like thousands of years ago. Yeah, they think. Yeah, he was like a druid priest or something like that. I don't know. I don't well, know. he's the a oldest hunter. recorded mummy found to date. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. he wasn't. A, this guy wasn't a mummy. It was just he was just buried there because oh, they okay. felt it was like a burial ground. For it was like there's because I saw a thing on it on on the whole thing like being cursed. 
So that kind of made me, when you, as soon as you start talking about this, I was like, oh, hey, this kind of sounds like with uh, Stonehenge of how they feel like that it's kind of cursed around that area. People, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, the, but, guy, the guy he's talking yeah, about never, never got a chance to level up to mummy. He stuck his skeleton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to hear more about. Fuck yeah. Definitely about that. That'd be cool. All right, who's going next? I'll go next. The hell with it. Sure. My first one is on the on Thomas Busby's haunted stoop chair. The one chair I never want to sit in. Uh, so Thomas Busby was convicted of killing his father-in-law, Daniel Owett. This, was, this all happened in um, England. Uh, Owett, who was a coin forger and a successful one at that, Owett uh, bought a local farm, whoa, which he renamed after himself. The, what a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, the Downty Hall. Uh, Downey oh. Hall was in a rural. Pinkies up. Yeah. <laughs> was in a rural. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> pinkies um, up, man, mate. Keep saying pinkies up. Okay. Well, anyway, how do you walk around the farm? Pinkies up. At least one. Has to be at least one. Because if you do two, you look like like you're trying to be John Cena, Doctor of Thugonomics. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like an Italian mob boss and you got a, a ring on it too, and just you're showing mm. off. Better put a ring on it. Forget about it. Well, wow, got him. Dan Odie, uh, whatever Hall was Peyote in the uh, um, book him Dan, Dan Odie. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to do that before. My mouth didn't work. <laughs> the Dan Odie Hall was in a uh, in a rural spot close to the village of Kirby uh, Whiskey, Whiskey. W I S K E. I like the first one better. Uh, Let's go with whiskey. I'll probably like get corrected, but it's okay. Uh, it was an ideal location for Audi to continue his nefarious activities far from prying eyes. Well, the two got in an argument. Busby and um, Audi. They got in an argument, and they kind of had some heated discussion back and forth. And um, one of the comments made was that. Audi was actually going to take his daughter, who was Busby's wife, and go back to Dowdy Hall. Well, Busby was just pissed. He's like, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not taking my wife. No, no. And the whole argument started over the fact that he had found out, Busby had found out that his father-in-law had been sitting in his goddamn favorite chair. How dare you sit in my chair, motherfucker, and drink beer? This is such a fucking Florida argument. You know that? <laughs> no, it's not just Florida. Oh. There's a, I've been to, like, my parent when I hang out at my parents' house, and if I'm sitting in my dad's chair, he'll look at me and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Sitting? No, you ain't. Get your ass up. <laughs> to be fair, I also, like, have a specific spot on my couch that's perfectly melded to my ass and my yeah. whole body. That when I sit, I'm like, ah, oh, comfy. Everyone sits there is like... This is the worst spot in this whole thing. I'm like, nope, this is the best seat in the house. That's true. When I finally get my couch out of storage, I do have an ass groove in mine as well that like other people sit on it. I'm like, fuck you thinking <laughs> that's my butt down. <laughs> I, I put the time in to build that. You get the fuck out. So Busby was kind of pissed. So he later on went and gained access to the hall and he then ended his father, his father-in-law's life. Um, he then took the body and left it in the woods, which is where it was found, which was close to, um, Audi's home. Mm-hmm. 
the and it didn't take long to actually for the police to link the murder to Thomas Busby. Um, and it was a quick trial. He was found guilty. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and he was sentenced to death by hanging. As a show for leniency, they granted him one final request. Mac and cheese. Well, I want to be hung with my chair. <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be, Blazing too. Blazing saddle style, the guy just fucking horse. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be, too. I was like, oh, he's going to be hung in his fucking chair. No. He, uh, the extra weight, you'd probably just rip his head right clean off. Yeah. Well, oh, he, chose to have, he chose to have a final drink. And he wanted to have his final drink in his chair. So they granted him. The drink in his chair. Oh, the fucking chair. during that evening that he was having his drink, he made the statement of, Death shall come swiftly to anyone that dares to sit in my chair. And then minutes, there was just minutes before his execution. So he said this. You know, he's like, okay, well, you motherfuckers are going to get, you know, cursed. Here's here's the drinks on your asses. So, what? You had a question? Sidebar. You guys have both had stories where you've had like really cool fucking final words. I think we need to do an episode on like most, but like the best like last words of of people have ever said before they've died. Yeah, there are a few that uh, uh, people on a uh, goddamn it, I death row. Yeah, death row. They have some crazy ones. Oh, dude, I want one that's gonna be like just getting ready. Is there any last words? Yeah, eat a dick. John Wayne Gacy's last words were "kiss my ass." <laughs> <laughs> So it's pretty fucking close. That was like the 1970s version of Eat My Dick. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't say that to somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, though, because he'd be like, well, give me a bun, some ketchup, relish. Actually, he's a Wisconsin guy. It was probably just mustard and relish, no ketchup. Anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I was just waiting. So it said that uh, after his death, the people that... Any people, anybody that sat in his chair experienced haunt, had uh, haunting experiences, including uh, like extreme itching, paranoia, hearing things, confusion, lower back pain, probably. <laughs> uh, item that's probably true. <laughs> Items being moved and written warnings on mirrors and walls about the person's imminent death. Uh, in addition to many other strange happenings, which yeah. could be lower back pain too. Do- this chair was uh, featured on Ghost Adventures, and one of the people was like, "You want to sit in it? No, sit in it. No, sit in it. I don't know." I remember, I think it was Aaron. Was like, "I'm not touching that thing." So I- they. Oh, I was just. I oh was no, just, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just picking on him because it was like I would not sit in that chair either. It's like, no, man, I'd rather sit on the goddamn floor. <laughs> I can't sit in it. It doesn't have a plastic cover on it. So the first recorded victim of the apparent hex was an unnamed chimney sweep who had oh. no other option but to use Busby's chair to sit in. It was this first time in it was the first time in some decades that it had been used. So perhaps no um you know that nobody really knew that there was something going to ha- happen to it. Right. Um so like, I, oh go ahead. Oh like like at that point in time maybe the story had been forgotten about what he'd said, you know, and yeah. And it's just at that point in time it's just a fucking chair. Just yeah. Plop down. Um so after several minutes after finishing his break and returning to work, the unfortunate man fell off the roof to his death. Oh poor fella. So that was the first victim. Now during World War Two, however, a numerous um so Air Force officers bravely accepted the challenge when 
put to them. Those who didn't didn't actually notice that you know what was or heed the warning about it. Some never actually returned home from World War II. They they you know perished. And sometime in 1967, a pair of RAF pilots took on the chair and lost when they, their car they were traveling and hit a tree. Uh, the landlord decided that enough was enough. You know the, the chair that just no one's supposed to be sitting there anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, understandably. It's, it's <laughs> um, now. The chair was taken down to the basement and where it remained for several years. And a bricklayer was then was contracted after, you know, this is so many years later. Mm-hmm. A brick, bricklayer came in to try to fix the pub because of where the, it was at. And they, he saw a chair, the chair tucked in the corner. And he was like, hmm, I'm going to rest in that chair. That looks comfy. Yeah. A little dusty, but comfy. And, well, he fell to his death. After sitting in the chair, because he went back to work and boom. What is it with falling off of shit? I don't know. Now, so, okay, the roofer who was working when the roof collapsed beneath him, uh, so the... So the, the bricklayer? That's where we ended off. Sat in the chair, then he fell to his death somewhere. Okay. So, yes. The guy, bricklayer, died. Then it was a roofer died because the roof collapsed beneath him. Jesus. Um, then there was a cleaning lady who stumbled into a ch- onto the chair and later suffered uh, and edit for station identification. <laughs> Sounded out. <laughs> ah, that's the word. An aneurysm. <laughs> you could ask me that because that almost will kill my dad. Uh, my, my brain wasn't being wrapped around the fucking word. I'm going... What is what is an analism? <laughs> I'm like anacism. No, that's not the word. It's aneurysm. So a cleaning label. Fuck. <laughs> hey, remember how we talked about last week? How uh, Kevin can't talk. Well, now Kevin can't talk. Your turn. <laughs> so a cleaning lady stumbled upon the chair, and she suffered from an aneurysm. No wait did she did she sit in the chair? Did she like stumble into it and like? Fall into know. the chair because she may be have fucked sat up, into like, it. But she probably she, sat in it. She tripped over a fucking shoe or no. something and lands in the chair and gets a goddamn aneurysm for it. Uh, I don't know. She could have just been near the chair, stumbled right. into it. The same with this del- a, a delivery guy. Within hours of his encounter with the chair, he crashed and died. Jesus Christ. Uh, so. I guess that wasn't the the final straw that broke the camel's back, because well, or fell off the camel. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the sat in the camel's chair. The having the RAF guy die it, that wasn't the last straw. It was the the really the last straw was the delivery guy because the landlord then was like, all right, fine, we can't have this, you know, we can't <laughs> we have this anymore. We can't have a chair that keeps killing people. Yeah. You're supposed to be used for comfort and so, good. <laughs> and you're evil. neither of those things. So he then got in touch with the Thirsk Museum and asked if they would just take the chair off his hands. The museum staff agreed, and after careful arrangement, they made sure the tra- uh, chair was transported and tightly secured. And it's on display now, but it's hanging six feet off the floor and is virtually impossible for anyone to sit in it. Uh, so, and I think I think just because... Of how it is, it's you know on an angle. Yeah, it's gonna be angled or something. Yeah, um, 
I think it's except from the picture, it looked like it was angled, or it could be just you know hanging vertical. Yeah, but I mean, which... it's who the fuck can jump six feet in the air to land in a chair? Mm. Bullshit, you liar! I can't <laughs> jump two feet off the ground. <laughs> you red liar! <laughs> so motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, so nobody can sit in the chair anymore, and so I guess they can't. You know, Spider Man walks in. He's like, "Here, hold my beer for a second. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's Busby's chair. The haunted stoop chair. Except after Spider-Man sits in it, J. Jonas Jameson beats him to death with a whiskey bottle on the fucking street. Ooh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to do my, my last one? Because it's it's, kind of, it's really, really short. I can do mine. That's what she said. That's fine, man. Because my next one, there's 16 deaths that are tied to it. Some yeah, bitch. My, well, we'll do mine. Mine's short. <laughs> This my next one literally will have its own episode. Yeah, I've been obsessed with this since the first time I saw it. So yes, go again. So I kind of stated the theme of. <laughs> so I was mistaken. There's not 16 deaths tied to this fucking thing. There's 61, uh, 33 balls. That's okay. 16, 33. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Anyway, all right. Ready when you guys are. So thank you. I stuck with the theme of. Oh, I should hit record. You motherfucker! I hit record as soon as he came back in. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. You stuck with the theme? Marriage. Sweet <laughs> marriage. This house is clean. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Not uh, the same person, but they seem similar enough. Uh, okay. uh, so I stuck with the theme of haunted chairs. And I was like, hey, is there any others? And I found one. So, uh, so you got this idea after a long day of being on your feet. And you're like... <laughs> Fuck, a chair would be great. Oh, shit, a haunted chair. You know be even better than one haunted chair? Two. Two haunted chairs. Or maybe Ooh, uh, 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 or maybe one haunted chair and a haunted footstool. Or a haunted love seat. <sighs> like those little like chair couch combos. What about what about a, a, a cursed pull-out couch? <gasps> a cursed Murphy bed. Those beds that fold up into the walls? Cursed futon. I, I've seen plenty of cursed futons. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, so I found one. It's called. It's from uh, the Belcourt Castle. It's uh, there's some pair of chairs, I guess, that are haunted. Supposedly, uh, the Belcourt Castle was founded by Oliver Hazard Perry Belmont. Say that ten times fast. Nope, Belmont. Yeah, he must come from a long line of vampire hunters. Then could be somebody will get that. He was a uh, <laughs> wealthy American socialite and politician. In 1894, there were many different documented hauntings within the lavish home. So the, apparently this can also be, it's not only the chairs, but it's actually the place as haunted stuff. So and I didn't really look into too much of that. I was like, hey, I'm just curious about the chairs. So I don't care about what's going on in your life. I just want to know more about my chairs. <laughs> I'm going antiquing. I want to make sure I don't get a haunted chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so apparently the ch- two chairs, um, they are in, I think it's like a sitting room or something. I don't, I don't, I just go and they supposedly have spirits that are attached to them. Hence the hauntedness. Really? Like, I know. Spirit um, chair. They say that visitors Spirit who sit fingers. in the- <laughs> I think Spirit Chair could be the name of our uh, our band. No. I already got a, an idea for mine. What's that? I don't know. I don't play oh, instruments. I don't either, but Fear Cage, definitely. Oh. Fear Cage. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, visitors... power of meh. <laughs> the meh Force I... Nine. Ooh, nice. My, uh, my, my, the band's first uh, first single was Blood Cunt, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years. Yes. Fear Cage was his album. Oh, fear, well, Fear first... Cage by the band Fear Cage. Their yes. first number one single is Blood, Blood Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then Thunderfist the Asshole, I think, was another one on there. Yes. Yeah. Salamander <laughs> Cock. <laughs> just made that can one we get, up. Can we just talk about more haunted shit? Yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to. <laughs> So visitors who sit in the chair say that they immediately feel cold, queasy, and uncomfortable. Their hands feel like they're pricked by static electricity um, when held near the chair. And many people have claimed that they have felt like they are sitting on someone when they attempt to sit into the into the chair. I feel like something's poking me in my butt, but not here. I feel like I'm sitting inside somebody. <laughs> they're like, but they're like, ooh. I- Ooh, that feels good. What a per- oh. Feels like a pervy Santa Claus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> just a white glob. Just... <laughs> Ghost come. Sploosh. Coming this fall to Fox. <laughs> Spells... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> C-U-M-M-I-N-G yeah. This fall to Fox <laughs> Several visitors have actually been uh, Ejected from the chair By an unseen force Yeah James Bond chair mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh god I know where I know where his brain is <laughs> They've been ejected from an unseen force <laughs> So yeah. Somebody pressed a little too hard. No, no. No, it was ghost coming. Then I went to ghost and I was like, <laughs> that's a bad joke. So, oh God, wait a minute. Bill, wasn't Bill Cosby in Ghost Dad? <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. We know where together. it all started now. <laughs> I tied it all together and the boom, boom. And the ghost dad and ghost come. Oh, Jello Roofies for all the memories you can't remember. (laughs) Just cut that out. I was gonna say ghost roofies. Yeah. Oh Oh, Jesus. So that's that's the Belcourt Castle chairs. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So on the chairs make you feel like you're constipated and your fingers all tingly, like you got a stranger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they thought this. People feel like like there's there's like it's basically the energy of so they either a they could be a residual haunting. Where, you know, it's just something is attached to it, so it's residual. Or there's actually spirits that, you know, wander in, sit the fuck down. And it actually happens to turn out to be that one's a male and he's got an erection and you sit on it. Hey, 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 hey. Don't use words like that. It's a hard-on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Scientific <laughs> bullshit. Blood-infused phallic thingy. Yes. Ugh. So, yeah. So, that's uh, that's mine. Blood stick. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't like that. Nope, 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 nope. So those are my two topics. And now, for furthermore. Yep. What's yours? No, Seth's going next, I guess. You sure you want me to go next? Sure. All right. I'm going to paint a little picture before we uh, get going on here. I like little pictures. I want everybody to put on their Happy imagination caps. Close your eyes. Think about this. Because I'm going to describe. I need some Bob Ross. I want everybody to put on your thinking your imagination caps close your eyes and imagine this beautiful piece of furniture mm. this empire style mahogany veneer chest mahogany. of four drawers four the top drawers. drawer is curved and extends out beyond the other three oh, yeah. 
There are panels at each end of the piece. Oh, those dirty panels. And, the, <laughs> and at the sides of those top drawers, there is an Akathis leaf design on these panels. Oh, leaf designs are awesome. There is a scroll work on the top of the columns on each side work. that have turned work. And a ball on the top and turned work at the bottom. Each God. legs are turned and have casters. I'm so close. The dimensions are 45 and a half inches high, 44 and a half inches wide, and 25 inches deep. <laughs> just like my dick. So what I just described there is also known. <laughs> oh, by so, the way, and I'm married, so that's how, you know, that's how I talk sexy. He's like, oh, woodwork. I got such a hard on over this cabinet. <laughs> okay. So in all seriousness, what I just described to you is known often as the conjure chest. Now, this uh, piece of furniture has roughly 16 to 17 people that have the misfortune of ever owning this have also died. Now, a brief history of this chest. And like I said, I'm going to do a full on in-depth episode later on because there's more to it than what I'm talking about now. Yeah. Uh, in the 1840s, a man named Jacob Cooley hired one of his slaves, Hosea, to make a chest for his firstborn. However, the man, Jacob Cooley, was also a slave owner, and he was a very vicious man. If any infractions happened, he would beat his slaves. Any, like, distrust or any issues that they would cause, mm-hmm. he needed no reason to beat his slaves. So as Hosea finished the chest and as I described it, it is this beautiful piece of work for no reason at all. Jacob was pissed, did not like it, decided, you know what? I'm mad. I don't like this and beat the living tar like out of Hosea for no apparent reason at all. Like from what I could tell, this thing is beautiful. I would love to own this if it wasn't cursed. Well, I mean, I do have one reason for it because the guy sounds like an asshole. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jacob Cooley was known as a terrible human being all around. There was not any like anything redeeming about him. He was just a very angry, upset man. He see, he saw everybody as property uh. unless if you were his sons because he held his sons to the highest level. Even his own wife was just a person. And they were probably the same way when they grew up, too. They were probably just total shitbags as well, just like dear old dad. Um, Not all of them. Really? Yeah. We'll get to it. Huh. So, like I said, unsatisfied with the work, Cooley beat Jose and eventually died due to his wounds. However, Jose's family and friends decided to get together and take a little bit of justice out on the Cooley family. They called upon a conjure man who would be like a voodoo priest or a shaman or I totally would have called a necromancer could be it's literally he's known as a conjure man and he sprinkled dried dead owl blood all over the whole chest and speaking I don't know what they are but Afrikaans I'm not sure that's fucking metal as shit yeah but dried owl blood he literally sprinkled it all inside each of the drawers and was Stated that he spoke a uh, a curse throughout the whole entire thing when he was alone with it as to, oh, I'm fixing his mistakes. Ah. <laughs> now, this one piece of furniture 
is believed to be the cause, like I said, of 16 to 17 deaths. God damn. Now, I'm going to go through each one, and this is <laughs> a fairly deep list. The first one was the first child who was supposed to be Jacob Cooley's firstborn son. They put his clothes in there. Shortly thereafter, he died while it's still in infancy. Death number two was one of Jacob's older sons that used it for his. They used it for his son. Uh, Jacob's older son was eventually stabbed by his uh, body servant, which is just his servant. Jesus Christ! On his twenty-fifth birthday, the third was moved into an attic, but later given to a newly married couple, Melinda and Sean. Shortly thereafter, Melinda got sick and died. Sean was later killed in an accident. Oh, I don't ready. mean to laugh, but Jesus Christ. Number five, their daughter Evelyn and her husband, who cared for an orphan, Arabella. Uh, later, her wedding dress was put in a chest, and her husband then died young. The sixth, baby clothes of Arabella's child were put into the chest, then the child mysteriously died. Then, even the young woman died. Evelyn's servant, Aunt Sarah, who hid gloves and a scarf she knitted as a Christmas gift for her son in the chest, fell through a train trestle two days before Christmas and was killed. Jesus. Number nine, Evelyn's daughter Nora's wedding clothes were put into the chest and her husband deserted her. It's not really a death, but... It's still pretty shitty. Yeah. Number ten, Evelyn's daughter Ruthie then put her child's clothes in the chest and she was injured and died a cripple. Ugh. Uh, number 11, Evelyn, uh, distressed by the loss, then shortly thereafter took her own life because she pretty much lost everybody. God damn. Uh, this is where it kind of gets a little bit more tragic again. Uh, the chest was then brought to the house of Virginia Carrie Hudson, the, uh, the storyteller. She was pretty much carrying on like the lineage of the chest. Right. And the clothes of Virginia's first child went into the chest Shortly thereafter, the baby passed away. Wouldn't you maybe not put stuff in there after? Well, yeah, it's just, sometimes <coughs> you think of like, oh, it's just random circumstances. Mm. But uh, the next one was uh, the clothes of Virginia's own daughter were put into the chest, and then she was later stricken with infantile paralysis. Jesus. Uh, number 14, the wedding clothes of another one of Virginia's daughters were put in there. Uh, and her husband shortly thereafter died. Number 15, Virginia's son Stanley put his hunting clothes in the chest and then he was shot when he went on his next hunting trip. And the number 16, and like I said, this is very quick because I'm going to give this his own episode. Virginia's, uh, another one of Virginia's sons, Robbie, put his clothes in the chest and was stra- stabbed through his hand at while he was at school. Now, with that being said, Virginia knew something was going on because she knew the stories. She knew everything was going on. Decided to have her old servant woman, Annie, see what she could do. Now, what she told Virginia, she needed a dead owl uh, brought by an unasked friend. Like, I need a dead owl because I know how this curse was put here. However, I need this so I can lift it. Be a deer, run down to the market, grab me a dead owl. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if you know people that are in the know, there's ways to make that connection. I mean, if it was in Louisiana, they probably sell that shit right at the uh, the voodoo markets and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been down there. Me neither. There's 
there's a market for everything. I haven't practiced voodoo in forever. And then, uh, then she started to take leaves of a willow tree planted by a friend to boil them down for one day uh, in the sight of the owl. Oh, so I guess the owl was alive. Weird. Even though they said a dead owl. Uh, next, she was put the liquid into a jug to bury it with a handle facing east uh, under a flowering bush. And if it worked, someone in the household would die before all the leaves fell off the bush. And old Annie died following September. So the woman Jesus. that was there to try to help lift the curse ended up dying herself. And then uh, still to this day, there are still some owl feathers that remain in the top drawer to keep the curse at bay. Holy crap. So, yeah, there's a lot of death and sadness wrapped around this thing. Last I knew, this was actually being held at the Kentucky Historical Society, and they're not letting anyone go near it. It's behind glass. And occasionally, this was seen on Ghost Adventures, and mm-hmm. they discussed it. And it's much like my first one. It was kind of interesting that there was so much wrapped around it. Yeah. This seemed like no one really thought about it, about how... Okay, there's a lot of common occurrences here, but it all seems to be wrapped around one thing. And instead of just removing it out of the house altogether, people are like, oh, no, it's beautiful. That's one of the reasons why I want to describe it, because you can find pictures of it. It is in a beautiful piece of work. Do you have pictures of it? Yeah. Can you send them to me and I'll put them up on the, uh, up on the Facebook page yeah, and so, you can, so people can see what it looks like? And so, same with the chair, if you can find that. So if you go on like the – like when you look on the historical society, they actually have um, – <clears throat> In the top drawer, you can actually see in a little baggie some owl feathers mm-hmm. with a note on it of everything that they're trying to keep with it. Can you pull up a picture of the, of the thing itself so I can see it? Yeah. It sounds like a fucking gorgeous cabinet. Oh, it is. There's actually... Oh, fuck, dude. For the longest for the longest time, there was a lady that owned it and just kept it and <sighs> really didn't do anything with it. She said it was her grandmother's because it's like, if you own it, that's fine. Yeah. You just don't but, put anything in it. But as soon as you put one thing in it that is, you know, of someone that's close to you will perish or you dude that's fucking gorgeous i bet it's heavy as a bastard though being all mahogany yeah and especially since it was built in the 1840s yeah they built shit like to last back then especially uh, like woodworking stuff like that but yeah like i said it's in the uh as of right now it's in the kentucky historical society and they won't let anyone near it and it's just depressing that a man who spent his time and energy building this beautiful piece of work was later killed because a man who was just a super dick. Yeah. Like, it, I kind of feel bad for all the people who lost their lives. Actually, I do feel bad for all the people who lost their lives because they were just innocent victims of a guy that was a total, like, sociopath. Yeah. Jesus. So, like I said, it was yeah. very, this one's very short and sweet because my next, when I, next solo episode, I'm probably going to do this because yeah. there's a lot of information on it about, I want to go more in depth on how each person passed and the other incidents, like the the young man that got stabbed through the hand while he was in school. Mm-hmm. And wait, he didn't pass away from that, right? Uh, not that I could tell. Okay, but like I said, there. I mean, he got fucking stabbed. So yeah, and well, it's like a firstborn child like put their clothes in it and then later died due to while in infancy. That could have easily been one of the help, like doing some distasteful things to try to get back at the family. Or I mean. Kit, like babies died all the time back in the 1800s like that just out of nowhere the entire slaves the entire slave community that the the coolies owned Mm -hmm. and i hate saying that yeah it's kind of gross that they had were still working at the house oh and so i 
I want to do more research in it because there are subtle things. If they have a conjuring man that knows how to do curses, you know that because a lot of these people know how to utilize poisons and all this stuff. Right. Could easily make a lot of this stuff happen. Dishing out some fucking street justice for somebody being yeah, an asshole. Yeah, and then blaming it on the chest. Like, oh, the chest is haunted. The chest is haunted where realistically someone else is getting, oh, they're getting sick and dying. They're getting sick. All right, we'll put a little bit. Like what we found out with uh, the father that put our, our cyanide in his kid's yeah. candy. Put a little something in there, a little little something more, a little something more, and all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. Yep. Shit, man, that's... So, I, I like I said, <laughs> I wanted to do ones that have real curses behind them, mm-hmm. but also the skeptic could be like, oh, that's this, and but still... It you still doesn't. Know. Yeah, it doesn't add up. You know, it's like it. Mi- it might not be cursed, but a lot of people that own this thing fucking died. Yeah, and it's not like they were you know ninety six years old and dying. You know, of old age, surrounded by their family. That was just like some violent, awful deaths. Yeah, and like there's so much information on it. It took me a while to find it because when we first brought up this idea, I wanted to literally do this since the first time I saw it. Like Dorothy Puente, that episode. It's not very much that you find that literally just eats away your brain. Right. Like, I need to know more. Oh, yeah. But since there were so many deaths and so much going on with it, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to go see this and, like, investigate it more. So. So, you said it's in Kentucky. Yes. Last okay. I knew, it's still in Kentucky, which at the time of me looking up all this stuff, because they say they have it. If we ever do our, uh, our spooky dookie road trip, I think we can swing in there because I want to go through West Virginia anyway. For a couple places. Pennsylvania. And Kentucky's right there, too. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, so, that's... I'm all done. Nice. The only one that I did this week was the Dybbuk box. Lazy ass. Well, there was a Way kind to go, of a, you prick. Hey, you know, it's not my fault. I mean, Justin Rimmel from Mysterious Circumstances personally requested it. So... You Y'all still could have did another one. It, you could but, do two still. But I didn't want to because the other one I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. You I was, no, no, no. Shut I up and listen to No. Excuses. <laughs> the other one I was going to do, I listened to an episode that he did on Mysterious Circumstances and I couldn't do it justice. I thought Why? you were going to do your haunted dildo. It's not haunted. <laughs> Just got strong batteries. Uh, no, the other one I was going to do was James Dean's car, uh, The Little Bastard. The car that he died in. That would have been, that, that been a good one. Strong words. I, I No, dude, that thing is fucking crazy. That's not a little car. That's a pretty decent sized car. It was a, a Porsche Spider 550. <sighs> for like Stainless a 1950. It's like a 59, 60, something like that. Beats me, bro. It's a big fucking car. But, um, but no. the one that I did was the Dybbuk box. Dun, dun, I'm sure dun, a lot of people have, have heard about this through, you know. Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures and other... Uh, related yeah, other shows like that. Um, so just quickly before we get going, uh, a Dybbuk is a malicious spirit from Jewish folklore that is believed to be the detached spirit of a dead person. It supposedly leaves the host body after it has accomplished its goal. Uh, the word Dybbuk in Yiddish actually means to adhere or cling, which makes a lot of sense as to why it would be connected to something, attached to something. Hmm. So I kind of, being a smart ass and trying to keep myself entertained with my notes, I had to subheadline it. Wait, What's wait. in the box? Wait, wait. You, a smart ass. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Shenanigans. What's in the fucking box? You know, you've, oh, 
Jesus. Hold on. <clears throat> say but, it again. I say it again. What's what in the, the box? No, no, no. What the? <laughs> <laughs> Not that smart ass. What, we, what am I saying again? Okay. Dibbit box is what again? The the Dibbic? Yes. The 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 Dibbic is a malicious spirit from Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. I said Jewish. I'm pretty sure. J e w b i s h. Jewish. Um, the Dibbic is a malicious spirit from Jewish folklore that is believed to be the detached spirit of a dead person. So okay, so it's the Dibbic box is. <sighs> we haven't gotten the box them? yet. Okay, fine. But. Sorry. Because I, I wanted to just cover what a Dybbuk was, so people weren't okay. like, what the fuck's that I thing? thought you said what a Dybbuk box was. Oh, no, I'm no, the, the Dybbuk itself. Okay. Um, so, what is this thing exactly? I don't know why I asked myself that, because I've got fucking notes in front of me, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> what is it exactly? We, That's just, what I'm asking. We've established that you do not know these things. We've also established that I don't know how to read or type. This is true, too. Or math. Hmm. Math is not a strong suit I'm good us. at researching, but I can't fucking type to save my life. Um, so this, this story, what I have is directly from the eBay listing, um, from a man named Kevin Manis that was trying to sell it on eBay. Um, that'd be embarrassing for you. If yeah. You right. Be like motherfucker. Now I got to start this bullshit all over again. Um, all of the events that I'm a kind of, okay. It's all in quote. This is a quote kind of from the listing itself. All of the events that I'm about to set forth in the listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of hospital records sworn and sworn affidavits that I'm including as part of the sale of the cabinet. During September of 2001, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The item liquidated at this sale, I'm sorry, the items liquidated at this sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. Way to go. Wow, dude. That's on the Smuckers list. Yeah, right? That's pretty fucking old. Never mind. I know what you mean. Okay. The grape jelly thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When Smuckers, you know, there's a whole birthday for everybody. Well, this lady, lady, you'll understand why, but she definitely deserves to be on a jam jar. She's pretty badass. Um, a, um, A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland, where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. So to come out of that and survive to 103, that's a bad bitch. Well done, lady. Wow. Uh, She was the only member of her family to survive the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, husband, and two sons, and a daughter were all killed. Damn. She survived the camp by escaping with uh, some of the other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain where she lived until the end of the war. What what was Spain's involvement in World War II? Were they involved at all or no? Uh, Were they neutral? Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't remember. We can't turn this into a history show, though. <laughs> no, they were involved a little bit, yeah. Okay, but they were uh, they were allied, I believe, right? No. No? No. They were, out, they were uh, with um, Mussolini and... <sighs> Fuck you, Spain. You're dead to yeah. me. Spain has really good food, though. Yeah, there was some heavy shit that went on in Spain. <clears throat> hmm. That's true. They do have good food. Yeah. Yeah. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. After the sale, 
I was approached by, by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the wine cabinet that I had purchased. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The, uh, the grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers and said, a Dybbuk. And, oh, fuck. Hold on. Did you just say she spit through her fingers yes. or through her fingers? Through her fingers. She spit through her fingers three times. Okay. So I'm okay. guessing like peace sign, like spitting through them. If you if you make it like hmm. you like just open your fingers up and spit, you're going to make a fucking mess. Um, Interesting. But this word is going to be a, a, a thing for me. Uh, she said. All of them are for you. Yeah. She said a dibic and a kesselim. K-E-S-E-L-I-M. Uh, the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. Okay. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, as such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish funeral, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the granddaughter what a dibic and keselim were, but she didn't know. I asked if she would like to. Uh, I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want me to open it at all, as her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to do so. And regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. Understandable. Yeah. You know, it's your grandmother. You don't want to be an ass. So I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to be a sentimental keepsake. At that point in time, she was very insistent and said, no, 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 you bought it. Kind <laughs> of like, nah, nope. I'm nope. ready for this. You can take it now. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, no, I really don't want it back. I insist you take it, please. I explained that I didn't want my money back and that it wouldn't make me, it would make me feel better to know. Hold on. Oh, I tried to get rid of the fucking no. thing. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. I, I honestly, really, I know I, I want it in the bet. It's like you're playing no. hot potato with a grenade. <laughs> no, you no. take it, though. You take it. No, I don't no, even want my money back. Just keep fucking taking Seriously, I, I know it's, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's in your family. You can have it. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You know, she's she's going, fuck you. No, 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 honey. No, no tasties, backsies. No, sweetheart. It's okay. You purchased it. Here, I'll give no. you a plate of cookies and a big plate of meatballs. Keep right. it. I'm going to jump back to the beginning of that sentence because I lost my place. After we had some awesome commentary. Exactly. Yeah. You fucking cut it out. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. I uh, I explained that I didn't want my money back and that it would make me feel better to know it would make me f- feel better to do what I thought was an act of kindness. She then became somewhat upset. Looking back now, the way she became upset was plain odd. She raised her voice to me and said, "You bought it. You make it. You made a deal." <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, "No, fuck you. Take your box and get the fuck off my lawn." <laughs> when I tried to speak, she yelled, "We don't want it." She began to cry, asked me to leave, and quickly walked Get away. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Just take your fucking box and go away! Listen, you won it, okay? With the boxes It's an estate there, sale. Like, he bought it. He didn't win it. It's not fucking bingo. Whatever. <laughs> With a poor box probably just sitting there like, motherfucker, I just, I just want to sit in a corner. Maybe, you know, put like a planner on me. Put a doily on me. Something right? cool. Oh, fuck. A sexy like lace doily? Yeah, buddy. Uh, 
hand sewn. Oh God, Damn. love me a good doily. <laughs> I wrote the whole episode off to the stress and grief she must been go- must have been experiencing. I took my purchases and politely left. At After the t- arguing with his little old lady for three minutes, yeah, four I, minutes, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, I wasn't even thinking she was an old lady, but I'm like, shit. Her grandmother was 103, so she was probably in her 60s. Could be, yeah. So she's probably an older lady. Um, at the time when I when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and put it in the basement workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it as a gift to my mother. <laughs> Great idea. Ooh. I didn't think anything more about it. I opened my shop for the day and went to run some errands, leaving the young woman uh, who did sales for me in charge. After about a half an hour, I got a call on my cell phone. The call was from my salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in the workshop, breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates and emergency exits, and she could not get out. Mm. So somebody breaks in, starts smashing shit, and then locks you in. Mm. Sounds like a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it does, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery went dead. I had speeds of 100 plus miles an hour getting back to the shop. When I arrived, I found the gate locked. I went inside and found my employee on the floor in the corner of my office, sobbing hysterically. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by the overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. There has never been, this is in parentheses, there's never been any animals kept or found in my shop. The lights didn't work, and as I investigated, I found that the reason that the lights didn't work also explain the sound of breaking glass. All of the bulbs in the basement were smashed. All nine, yeah, right? All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets and 10 four foot fluorescent bulbs were lying shattered on the floor. I did not find an intruder. However, I should also, so this guy's just like, what the hell are you crying about? You know? Okay, fine. Go in the basement and all your shit's fucked up. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I you know, it's kind of weird. We had something semi similar happen to that when I was at the when I was younger working at the haunted house. I was in the uh, was in the doctor's room. That was the scene I was working in, and this kid came in, and he was standing directly underneath this uh, light bulb. It was like one of those big, uh, like the flood bulbs, like you have on the outside of your house, yep. except it was a black light. He's standing directly underneath that, and he's like, this place is bullshit. It's not even haunted. And the fucking bulb exploded over his head just as he said it. So it's like, it might not have been a ghost, but it was definitely... A random occurrence. Yeah. I did not find an intruder, however. I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have been impossible for anyone to leave without meeting her head on. I went back up to speak with her. But she had left. She never returned to work. Uh, And again, in parentheses, it says that after she'd been there for more than two years. She refused to discuss the she refuses to discuss the incident to this day. I never thought of uh, relating the events of that day to anything having to do with my cabinet. Then things got worse. As I indicated, I had been I decided to give the cabinet to my mother's birthday gift. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was supposed to find, I was surprised to find that the cabinet had a unique little mechanism. When you open the front doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door in the little drawer below to open at the same time. It was very, very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. 
1928 U.S. wheat penny, one 1925 U.S. wheat penny, one small lock of blonde hair bound with a string, one small lock of black slash brown hair bound with a string, one small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters, uh, and then in parentheses, I've been told that the letters spell out the word shalom, one dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, one very strange black uh, black cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. I saved all these items in a box intending to return them to the, the estate. The family has refused the items so they will be included with the sale of the cabinet. After opening the cabinet, I decided not to refinish it. I cleaned it, rubbed some lem- uh, cleaned it and rubbed in some lemon oil. It was at this time that I noticed that there was an inscription in Hebrew carved into the back of the cabinet. I have no idea what it says or if it's significant. I've included a picture of the inscription below. On on my mother's birthday, October 28, 2001, my mother called to tell me that she was going out of town with my sister for uh, for three days. And we postponed celebrating her birthday until she returned on October 31st. My mother, uh, my mother came to the shop. We were going to have lunch, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went, uh, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. When I went back out to see what the matter was, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She could not. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken... Wow. Yeah, she was... Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, it's just kind of like out of nowhere. But I mean, that's kind of how strokes work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Coincidence is, you know, I don't believe in coincidence too much. Uh, she was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffer- suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. She has since regained the ability to speak. Well, at least that's a positive note yeah, out of right? this whole situation. Jesus. She could understand things being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words that she wanted to say. When I asked her the following day how she was doing, she teared up and spelled the word, the words N O G I F T. She spelled the words no gift. So (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. You look like you're going to say something. She, he went and visited her, and she spelled out. She had a, a board with letters on it that she yeah. would point to to spell words, and the words that she spelled out were no gift. Huh? What if she? Yeah. Okay. So basically, trying to say, get rid of the I gift. I don't or, want uh, this fucking want box. <laughs> yeah. Give it back to that lady that you bought it off. Yeah. I assured her that I had given her. I assured her that I had given her a gift for her birthday, thinking that she didn't remember, but she became even more upset and spelled out the word, the words H A T E G I F T. I don't spell. Remember, I don't do. So she spelled out hate gift. I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her I was sorry. She didn't like the cabinet and that I would get her something. I would get her anything she wanted if she promised to get well soon. Still, I didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself for any, uh, of anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't, I don't think I even used the term paranormal until last month. I'll try to make this short now. I gave the cabinet to my sister. 
She kept it for a week, then gave it back. She complained that she couldn't get the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open. There are no springs in the door mechanism, and I have never found that the doors come open. I gave it to my brother and his wife, who kept it for three days, and gave it back to me. My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife insisted that it put out an odor of cat urine. I gave it to my girlfriend, who asked me to sell it, uh, who asked me to sell it for only two days later. I sold it the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting at the front door with a note that read, "The note said this has a bad darkness." I had no idea what it meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. This is when things get even worse. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how they're getting any worse yeah, than they actually are. Yeah, no, no big deal. You know, your mom had a stroke. Everybody fucking hates this thing. It doesn't feel right. But this is where it gets worse, I guess. Since the day I brought it home, I began having a strange reoccurring nightmare. Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with a friend. Usually someone I know well and trust and trust at some point in the dream, I find myself looking into the, into the eyes of the person that I'm with It is then that I realize that it's <clears throat> that there's something different, something evil looking back at me at that point in the dream, the person I am with changes into what I can only describe as the most gruesome demonic looking hag that I've ever seen. This hag proceeds then to beat the living tar out of me. I've awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I'd been hit by the old woman during the previous night. So he's having dreams about getting beat up by a crazy old, like, hag thing. Then he wakes up with bruises corresponding to where he was hit during his dream. That's kind of fucked up. So it's almost, it's a, a attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I have never related the night uh, related the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think I ever would have. About a month ago, however, my sister and my brother and his wife came over to my house and spent the night. The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she had had a horrible nightmare. She said the she recalled having had it a couple of times before and went on to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. So it's giving That's definitely kind of eerie. Yeah, it's it, people are having the same nightmare as each other because of this thing. Wow, it's kind of it's crazy. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and then claimed that they had both had the exact same dreams during the night during the night as well. So three people in that house all had the exact same dream that night. <laughs> This yeah, is, that's, oh boy. This is getting to be some like Joe Ledger shit. Something, no, this yeah. is like something else. This is like uh, dreamwalking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just trying to find. Uh, I lost my spot here. No, I'm, 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 I'm reacting. Wow, because that's. I don't. Wow. Almost seems impossible to me to. Yeah, to have like three people, one have, house, same dream, same night. Same night. Yeah. I mean, it's weird if you have a similar dream to somebody else, you know, but to have the exact same dream is is fucking crazy. Hmm. Did it say that they have the, oh, well, I'm probably going to, never mind. I I don't want to spoil. I was just wondering if, uh, if they all woke up with the same bruises, but you're probably going to talk about that. 
I don't remember. Uh, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck and still is. As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was that each of us had the same nightmare during the times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. I apologize. I fucked up. I didn't read far enough ahead. They didn't. They were all having the same dreams when the cabinet was in their house. Still. Right. That's yeah. still fucked up. Exactly. I called my girlfriend and asked if she could if she could recall having any nightmares recently. Uh, she, she described, again, the same nightmare, the same hag, everything. When I asked her if she remembered the date when she had the nightmare, she said she did not. Then I asked if it happened the happened to be the night before she gave me the cabinet back to sell for. Her. She said, "Yeah, how did you know?" <laughs> so now, uh, now then, since uh, uh, since my family's uh, my family discussion, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. For Sounds a week, it. right? For a week after, I started seeing what I can only describe as shadow things in my per- uh, peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed that they can see these shadow things as well. I put the cabinet in an outside storage area. Oh, put the cabinet in an outside storage area and was awakened when the smoke alarm went off in the unit in the middle of the night where it was stored. When I wanted to see what was burning, I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did get hit in the face with the smell of cat urine. When I wanted, uh, when I went back inside. The smell was there in my house. All capital letters. I do not own a cat and I never have. I went back outside and grabbed the cabinet. I brought it back inside and tried to research it on the internet. While I was surfing the net, I fell asleep and once again had the same freaking nightmare. I woke up at around 4.30 a.m. In parentheses here it says, when it felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck. I just got fucking cold chills thinking about that. Um, To find that now my house smelled like jasmine flowers and just in time to see a huge shadow thing go loping down the hallway uh, hallway away from me. So now you're getting fucking shadow people because of this box. That is... It's terrifying across the board. Yeah, I mean, because... Having, like, there's occasionally times where I feel like I've seen things or felt like something was there when you don't realize it. But then there's other times where you're like, uh, this doesn't feel right. And so then all of a sudden to have that same feeling and then you add the peripheral or right in front of you, you see are seeing things. Yeah. <laughs> that's when it even gets even more because it's like already you're uneasy and now you're uneasy and you're seeing things. Yeah. It makes you like, am I crazy or am yeah. I actually seeing this? Um, oh, I think we could, I honestly, I think that's another show down the road too. some shadow people stuff. Cause that stuff freaks me out. What's that shadow people? Oh yeah. We have to do that. Cause that scares, that shit scares me. Um, I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I'm afraid. And I mean, I am afraid that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is, uh, whatever it is that seems to have come out of the cabinet may just stay here with me. I've been told that there are, uh, there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kind of uh, that understand these kind of things and specifically look for these kind of items. If you're one of these people, please please buy this cabinet and do whatever you want and and, and do whatever you do with things like this. Help me. 
you can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I can make things any easier, let me know and I will do everything within my abilities. One more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease of my store was summarily terminated without cause. Really? Yeah. The measurements uh, the measurements of the cabinet are 12 and a half by seven and a half by 16 and a quarter. All of the items that I originally found inside the cabinet are included, are included in the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet. So on January 12th, 2003 at uh, two 15 uh, Pacific standard time, the seller added the following information. There is no way that I can respond to all the emails I've received since putting this thing online. I'll try now to update the answer to update and answer the most common questions I've been receiving. One, no, I am not religious. Two, no, I do not wish to have or participate in any sort of exorcism or case study or photo session at my home. No, I will not sell any of the individual pieces that were originally found separate from the pieces in the cabinet. Yeah, you should keep that together at yes. all times. <laughs> there should never be anything removed out of that because be like a leprechaun situation this is a package deal yeah <laughs> um no i do not speak hebrew nor do i know what the words kesselim mean you never I, thought about looking them up i i didn't either honestly <laughs> no. you want to check it out not really okay so i'm afraid we'll find out i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up because i'm curious about this okay so the word kesselim translates to let's cut jesus which is kind of fucking crazy okay so back to the list here. Five. At the end of the auction, I have decided to take an opportunity to speak with the winning bidder for two reasons. One, to make sure that the winning bidder is a serious adult who has employed who has employed some valid reasoning skills in making the decision to accept whatever this is. I will not be judgmental. Do whatever you want or need after the sale. Two, to offer full details of the events that have transpired. After I carried out, uh, after I have carried out these responsibilities and upon payment, I will have the cabinet and its contents delivered to you by U.S. Mail, FedEx, or UPS to the winning bidder. At this point, at that point, I will have no further involvement with the matter in any way, shape, or form. Period. Six. To all of you who have offered to pray, I may not be religious, but I am certainly open to the possibilities. No matter what your religion might what no matter what your religion might be, thank you. On June fourteenth, two thousand three, five sixteen Pacific uh, Pacific Standard Time, seller added the following following information. Here is another update for everyone following this listing. No, no, I will not circumvent or make any deals outside of eBay even for more money than the final auction price. If you want to win this auction you have the, and you have the kind of money some of you are offering, there shouldn't be any reason why you, you cannot simply place your bid in an open, honest fashion. I'm sure you can understand why I might be suspicious. Also, for those of you wanting to know if I'm still experiencing anything out of the ordinary, I thought everything was going okay until I got home Friday the 13th of June and found that the fish in my freshwater aquarium, all 10, were dead. I'm still hoping this is all coincidental crap. Wait, what? <laughs> so all the fish in his aquarium then died? Yes. 
So that was June 14th, which was, Whoa. it was a couple of years after, well, it was a couple of years after he bought it that out that, you know, the, the fish in the tank were dead and they tried to put it on eBay. Yeah. But it was, it was less than two years that he owned it total. Cause he bought it September, 2001. It was trying to sell it in June, 2003. So that's a little bit on the Dybbuk box. I didn't want to, didn't want to dive too, too deep into it. Cause again, it could be its own full episode. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems like with a lot of these cursed objects, because then you can actually do more research into it and find more. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm a little, I'm perplexed though. Okay, because a dibbuk is an evil spirit. Yep. So I'm just wondering. Does it make? It must be either a they ca- it's cast out of a body, and it. It, or or banished to the box or an object. What I'm thinking is, the way I'm thinking about it is, all of this stuff that is in the cabinet was put there after they maybe like exercised it from somebody, and it had to go to something else because there's a lot of like demonic possession and spiritual stuff like that where it has to go from one thing to another. So maybe they chased it out of this person, trapped it in a box, and then all this other stuff that was in there was put in there to keep it there. Kind of like, uh, you know, like uh, ingredients for something to be like, this is how we keep it here. We have to have all this stuff to keep it contained to the box. Yeah. Okay. You know? So, yeah, because I guess the, 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 the hair is like a bind, you know, being tied to be binding. But it's also a per- it also comes from a person, so maybe they can attach it to the hair of somebody, cut it off, throw it in. You know what I mean? It's like the smell of jasmine because I had to look that up because I was like, you know, jasmine. That's I mean, what does that have to do with anything? Because usually it's like rotten flesh yeah, or I mean, something, you know, rot and, something that smell like terrible. And jasmine's a pleasant smell. Yeah, cat usually piss on the other hand is not. But like the smell of jasmine is supposed to be like you know. Uh, a sign of something good, right? You know, not not uh, the smell of cat piss, which is awful. Yeah, you know, or something dead, rotten meat type of thing. I mean, the the like the urine smell is like that strikes me as something evil and like not good. Yeah, yeah. Because like you get all that like ammonia smell, and it fucking just is awful. Hmm. So basically, by him opening the box, he kind of released it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like you know, oh well, I can destroy it. Well, no, he didn't release it. He just kind of like showed it that hey, you know, there's an opening, and you know, I've I've kind of he didn't release it out into the environment. How do you know though? That would explain well, the, that would explain it, the shadow people. Well, because it it followed. Maybe it goes back into the box. True. Maybe it can only be up for so long, then it has to, you know, like old vampire shit where it's like, oh, it can't be out during the day. See ya. But, or its attachment but, is to the box. But and it shit has was to happening go. before he opened it, though. Because the whole thing with his basement where all the lights broke was before he even fucking opened it. He just took it right to his basement and set it down so he could start working on it later. I don't know, man. It's it's one of those ones that I... So that's probably why that lady wanted to really get the fucker out of it. Yeah, she, she was know. probably dealing with the shit at her house. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no. Nana's box can go away. So, 
Wow, that was intense. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a head scratcher, definitely for sure. Yeah. A lot of these were. Dude, uh, fucking uh, the uh, the Iceman. The Uzi. I loved that. I was like, oh, shit, that's some crazy stuff. Like, Yeah. It's fucking wild. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, no big deal. We just found a, you know, a dead caveman and then fucking. Who wasn't a caveman, though? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just an old guy. Then this poor bastard gets butt slammed by a fucking avalanche. And everybody else chair. fucking dies. Like For me, it's the chairs. Yeah, think about it, though. You buy an fucking... old chair from an antique store, which is pretty much what Vermont's known for, is exactly. antiques and farms. And covered bridges. And covered bridges. And you're like, oh, this is a really nice chair. And then you sit, and all of a sudden, a day later, you wake up dead. Yeah, or you got a ghost boner in your butt, you know? Yeah. Nobody wants that. No. No, I mean, I, I kind of like this episode. It was, uh, it was kind of refreshing, kind of you know. Uh, it was a change different. of pace. Yeah, mm. yeah. But also, to, you know, it, you don't know what you're gonna come up with. You know, what you're gonna get when you're talking about these different things. Because I never had heard about, you know, I've heard about the Dybbuk box, and mm-hmm. I but I never heard like many accounts of it. And honestly, this is the only one that I can find. I almost think there's just the one. I don't know. There's, se- I guess, there might be several others, but, uh, but I mean, I don't know. But like the the stuff that you covered, Seth, the Conjuring chest. Yeah, that's uh, that thing is awesome. Dried owl blood. That's what gets me. Is that was the key component to creating this, and that a guy who seemingly like a psychopath decided to kill a man for building something that's so beautiful that yeah. anybody that uses uses it ends up. You know, dead or someone close to them ends up dead. I mean, I, I don't care if, you know, if, if it's a. I don't care if it's somebody like a human being that you own, like legitimately own that made that. The level of craftsmanship that went into that thing is fucking incredible. And you could just go, that's really good work. Seriously, just do a you Google know? of the uh, the conjuring chest. You're oh. going to see one that's an old school one with a teddy bear. And then you're going to see the real one from uh, in the Kentucky uh historical society that's the main one and that thing is just it's just a work of art absolutely if you if you send me a picture i'll throw it up on facebook and stuff too i will try to remember it's gorgeous but you have anything else no um so yeah uh if you know yeah that's 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 all i have i mean (laughs) i don't have any more uh go check out uh studio.com and uh if you want a pair of headphones or earbuds uh, they got uh, different kinds of earbuds, wired or wireless. Get fifteen uh, percent off by putting the discount code of Dark Windows fifteen. Yep. In when you at checkout. Uh, also check us out on uh, Instagram at Dark Windows Pod, uh, Twitter Dark Windows Pod, Facebook Dark Windows Podcast. Yep. Because we're the only one on there, as far as I know. Fucking A, right we are. Uh, you can also... The OG e- badasses. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say OG badasses. You can email us at... Darkwindowspod at gmail.com. And speaking of the email address, I put it up on Facebook last week. We are really looking for some listener stories. Um, something personal, that like spooky shit that's happened to you. Uh, something crazy that's happened in your hometown. We're really looking for some of these stories because we want to kind of compile them and do an episode. Um, I know like every other show in the world does that, but we got different fans. So we want to we want to hear what you guys have to say if you have any crazy stories. We've got a couple so far, but not enough to do a whole show. 
So if you guys want to send us some stuff, you can send it to the email, which was again, darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can message myself, Kevin Carlton on Facebook. If you're on the, if you're on the Facebook page, you can find me. I'm on there constantly. Or uh, me, Kevin H. Yep. You just message uh, myself or Kevin Hire right on Facebook and uh, just send us your story. We'll, we'll put it on the show and we'll, you know, share it with everybody. Damn straight. You will. And speaking of sharing stuff, what's up? I heard you can get two dollars off hobby holders. Really? Where'd you hear that from? From you, buddy. Really? <laughs> yeah, yo, awesome. yeah, where can we get that at? Oh, you know that special place. Gameenvy.net, folks. Mm, and go there and you can look around and see what cool stuff you find, and you will find some cool stuff. And you find the hobby holder because you know you have a buddy that is into miniatures, a friend, a confidant. A, a compadre, <laughs> a loved one, mm, loved ones. Pff, who needs them? <laughs> when you pay miniatures, that's the only love you need. That's folks. right. You don't but, have time for love. And once you go there, you're like, oh god, I love this. You know what? I need to save some money because this is great. But you know who doesn't love to save some money? And then you put in that promo code Broadstone at checkout, and you will save yourself two dollars off each hobby holder. And not to toot my own horn, but I think that was my best bad transition so far. You're doing okay, kid. That's pretty good. You're doing okay. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I want to say BT a dubs. special thank you to everyone that uh, listened to the full episode last week and responded with the... <laughs> that made me smile. With the fuck you, Kevins. Middle finger stuff. It was the middle great. fingers. I loved it. And you know it because I responded to you. You know who you are. Uh, Which was funny because my wife is a part of the Facebook group and she's like, is something going on that I don't know? Like, did Kevin hire piss somebody off? And me completely just spacing out. I was like, no, I don't, <laughs> don't think so. Why? She's like, she sent me the picture of the guy throwing the finger. I'm like, I have no idea what happened. I'm not a part of the Facebook. Like, I'm not going to say we're trying to send. We want like butt tulips to pop out. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, though. Oh, I thought I had a blast. I'm Mompe. Oh, yeah. I need Moadam. We need Moadam. Yeah. Yeah. So send us your. Uh... Send More us. poopers. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to send, say that. Send us your poopers. Also, but yeah, definitely send us any of your uh, scary or creepy, or creepy uh, <laughs> crazy little stories about uh, Halloween that you might have, you know, Cause I'm, or Spooky you've heard. Oogie. Yeah. Even if it's just something like, like we said, if it's something like crazy that happened in your hometown or, you know, something like that. Love shit like that. We want to do an episode of just your guys' stories. Poovy gave me two stories actually that happened to him. We've got Sweet. two from we got two from Poovy, and I think Murray sent sent us one. So yep. we have a total of three. We, we want need more. more. I want like ten. <laughs> then we'll do the show. <laughs> yeah. But so with that said, until next time. If you, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Kisses, love you. Later. Bye.